0: Hey friend, today we're going to talk about how did God write the Bible? Well, hey friend, first I want to apologize for not bringing an episode last Thursday. I know how I told you like, hey, we're in a rhythm now and I'm not going to slip. I'm always going to have an episode. And then you're like, yeah, the next week you don't do one. So I just want to apologize and say sorry for not uh, dropping an episode last week. So I'll give you a little of the backstory. There was a reason. uh, The week kind of spun out of control. But the real reason is, is I had to get on a plane Thursday morning and travel to Southeastern Seminary to uh, defend my dissertation. So I had my oral exam that was going to complete my doctoral uh, studies at Southeastern. So it was a crazy week. And I didn't want to tell you that because I thought, you know, there's a pretty good chance that I might fail. And it's going to be real awkward if I tell everyone, hey, here's what I'm doing. And they're like, how did it go? Um, I failed. I'm going to have to redo this. So I just kind of kept it quiet. A few people knew about it, but didn't want to make a big deal. Um, but I can say now that I've got back, um, I did did pass. So that's good news. Three and a half years of, it was two, two years of coursework and then about a year and a half of the project and writing. Man, it feels great to have that behind me. So I'll get to graduate in December. So really excited about that. Thank you if you've prayed for me, cheered me on for those of you who knew that I was doing that. But that's why... I didn't get an episode last week. We were actually flying on a plane on Thursday to go to Southeastern. Um, So yeah, I apologize. I hope that it won't happen too many times in the future, though I'm not going to promise that. So here's what we've been in. We've been in this little series about, is the Bible really true? So we talked about that two weeks ago, and what I want to deal with today is getting into the idea of, okay, how was the Bible written? Like the words you have on... On the pages of scripture, how did those words get there? Is it just Paul kind of using his imagination? Did God like speak them down from heaven? Um, How did God write the Bible? If we're saying the Bible is God's word, how did God? write the Bible. So that's kind of a question we're going to dig into. Okay. Now, before we start about once a month, I get asked the question, have you seen the chosen? And I always say yes. And then my wife nudges me and says, well, that's really not true. You've seen two episodes. And it is true. I've only seen two episodes of the chosen and it's not because I didn't like it. I thought it was good. I'm probably going to watch it again. I'm probably going to finish. I just haven't. Uh, I just haven't for whatever reason, but I keep getting asked them question. Have you seen the chosen? And then when I say, well, I've only seen two, they're like, Oh, you got to keep watching it because it's unbelievable. Season two is unbelievable. Like I get it. I believe it is. And I'm, I promise I'm going to watch it at some point. But usually when somebody asks me that, um, the, the conversation kinds to get into the, you know, you just, you, you, man, when you see these stories lived out, like when you see the way Jesus interacts with these people, when you see the disciples, w- when you look at the nuance and their facial expressions, you feel the emotion. And it's just, man, it's incredible. And it's almost as if the person is saying, you know, It would be so much better if we could have been with Jesus during his earthly ministry. Like if we would have been there, if we could have been Peter, if we could have been John or James, if we could have walked with him on earth and heard the stories with our own ears, seen the miracles with our own eyes, then it would have been easier to follow Jesus. Like It would have been an advantage to be with Jesus on earth if we could have just saw it. And I know that's really tempting to think but here's the really radical thing that the Bible will tell us. Jesus actually tells this to the disciples. Hey, it's to your advantage that I go away. Like, it's better for Jesus not to be with them. It's better for him to go away. Now, how in the world could that be true? Well, for one, he was sending his Holy Spirit to come and live inside them. So not just Jesus beside them, but the Spirit inside them. That was gonna be a huge advantage. But secondly, what we're gonna see from 2 Peter chapter 1, is that there's something better than having Jesus in front of us that we can see and touch. And that better thing, that more sure thing than actually having Jesus sitting beside us, is having the Word of God. Like if you have your Bible in your hand then you have an advantage. It's, it's more sure than having Jesus Christ sitting across the table from you. Now that sounds pretty wild, right? Like you're like, Corey, you're gonna have to back that up because that can't be true. Well, here's what we read from Second Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 16. Notice what it says. For we did not follow cleverly devised myths When we made known to you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus, but we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. Okay, so here's Peter writing, and he said, hey, we're not just telling you a bunch of made-up stuff. He says, we were eyewitnesses. We saw the majesty of Jesus. Now he's going to tell you when he saw the majesty of Jesus. Listen to verse 17. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, the voice was born to him by the majestic glory. And here's what the voice said This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well. Pleased, So that's God, the father speaking to God, the son saying, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And then he says this in verse 18, we ourselves heard this very voice born from heaven for we were with him on the holy mountain. So here, Peter is describing that Mount of Transfiguration where we saw um, the deity of Christ show forth through his humanity and. They saw his glory. They beheld his shining face. They heard God the Father shout over him, this is my beloved son. I'm well pleased in him. Like they experienced a mountaintop experience with Jesus. Like can you imagine being there and seeing Jesus transformed, seeing his deity uh, come through his humanity and you can see the glory of Christ. Like you beheld that. Just imagine being there, okay? Now verse 19 is absolutely crazy. Here's what Peter says in verse 19. And we have the prophetic word more fully confirmed, to which you will do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in dark places, until the day dawns and the morning star rises in your hearts. So let's just pause there for a moment. Did you hear what Peter said? Okay. He said, we saw Jesus on the mountain. We saw his glory. We heard God, the father's voice shout over him. And then he transitioned and he says, and now we have the prophetic word. (laughs) We have the word, right? So, so the prophetic word, that's the word of God. That's the word you hold in your hand. That's the Bible. And he says this more fully confirmed. So do you hear his argument? Okay, we saw Jesus on the mountain. We saw God the Father shout over him. This is my beloved son. We, we, We were with Jesus. We saw his majesty. We're eyewitnesses of the Lord, but we have something more sure than that. What is the more sure thing? It is the Bible. The more sure thing is the prophetic word is more fully confirmed than being with Jesus and hearing God the Father shout over him. Now, And so his point is, you better pay attention to the Word, because it is a lamp shining in the darkness. It is very, very important. Now, how could he argue that it's more fully sure than Jesus Christ being with us? Verse 20 says this, knowing this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever produced by the will of man, but men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Spirit. So he's saying we have God's word and God's word is more fully confirmed than Jesus actually walking with us. Well, how could that be? Because it's God's actual word. It wasn't the will of man. It was the will of God to produce the word of God. But let's ask the question, how is the word of God more fully confirmed for us? How is it to our advantage than actually having Jesus there? Well, it's kind of like going back to the chosen. If, if we could just have been there and seen it, then we would know it better. But did you ever notice in those stories, the disciples missed almost everything that was happening? Like so many times they missed it. Peter denies Jesus three times. So many of the disciples, when they heard the teaching, um, they walk away, they leave, the crowds would leave. Like so many people missed Jesus in the moment. And it's because they didn't have all the details. But when we read the Bible, when we read those stories, we have insider information. We have the details. We have the whole story put together. I mean, they're following a guy for three and a half years. We can read his whole life in like 20 minutes through the Gospels. So we have an advantage because we have the Bible. The Bible gives us insider information to what's going on. It gives us nuance. It tells us this is what's really happening. Here's what's really going on. So we, with our Bibles, have something more fully confirmed than if if we were walking with Jesus on earth when he was on earth. Like, that's crazy. That's how important the Word of God is. Now, this brings us to, in this text, this Word that is more fully confirmed, well, how how was it written? How did God write the Bible? And here's what we're going to get into um, towards the end. It says this, knowing first of all that no prophecy of Scripture comes from someone's own interpretation. So, in other words, the Bible, it doesn't come from um, somebody's mind, somebody's thoughts. It's it's not from somebody's own interpretation, okay? Nobody made up the Bible. Paul didn't just like, hey, I think I'm going to write a letter, and um, later on it became Scripture. No, instead, verse 21 says this, for no prophecy was ever proved. Produced by the will of man. Okay, so it wasn't Paul's will, it's not Peter's will, it's not Luke's will to write Scripture, but instead it says, But men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. Here we see, first of all, that Scripture, it's not produced by the will of man, it's produced by the will of God. So when you read your Bible, this is God's will the words that are on the page. This is God's mind. This is God speaking to us. But then notice how God uses men. He says, but men spoke. Okay, so you have men speaking. So, so the Bible, it is the words of men, right? Paul writes, um, Peter writes, John writes, Luke writes, Matthew writes. It is their words. Men are speaking, that's why different letters have different personalities, and that's why Hebrew sounds different than 1 John, because there, there's personality behind it. They're, they're speaking their words, okay? So we have men spoke, but how did they speak? From God. So you have men speak, okay? So men spoke, right? They're writing the Bible, but it's from God. Okay, so you have the words of Scripture. Here's what's really crazy to think. The words of Scripture, they're 100% Paul's words, 100% Peter's words. They're 100% men spoke them, but they're also 100% God's words. Like, because they spoke from God. Now, how did this happen? Well, this little phrase really helps understand how God wrote the Bible. As they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So here we see how God wrote the Bible. He used human authors. So Paul is writing a letter to Timothy. He's writing his words, his language, his verb choices. But we have all of those words are actually originating from God as Paul is being carried along by the Holy Spirit. So you have the idea that men spoke from God, that it was all of the words that are being written down in Scripture—they're not originally from Paul. No, they're Paul's words, but they're actually God's words through Paul. So we see it's not um, like a dictation. Okay, some people think the Bible is written like God is speaking to Paul and Paul's writing down what God said. That's—that's that's not how the Bible was produced. Now, some of it is like "Thus says the Lord." Maybe the Old Testament prophets will say, and then it's like, "Okay, we're writing exactly what God said." But most of the time. God is moving through his spirit upon these writers. So these writers are writing down letters to the church. They're pinning things, but yeah, they're using their words, but they're really God's words because God is moving. So we see from the Bible that it's a hundred percent divine. It is from God, but it's also a hundred percent human. It's language, it's expression, it's form, it's his words and their words. And here we see the beauty of the sovereignty of God. Like, it's kind of hard to explain. Well, how could that be? How could both be true? How could they be Paul's words, but also God's words? Well, we see the the brilliance of the sovereignty of God. How can how can we have freedom, but also God be sovereign? Well, it's one of those mysteries that's really hard to understand and really hard to wrap our minds around. But we see the truth in that scripture that, hey, the word of God, it's, it's God's word, but it's it's Paul's words. But the, the words that Paul writes, he's being carried along by the Holy Spirit so that every word, every comma, every—well, they didn't have commas. <laughs> so every word, every letter, every paragraph, it's exactly what God wanted Paul to say. And it's exactly what God wants us to hear. So we have the sovereignty of God at work as we see how the Bible is written. So if we ask, okay, well, how is the Bible written? Well, we see that men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So men are speaking, but it's God who is carrying them along by the Holy Spirit so that every word, it's not the will of man, it's not what Paul thought, it's not what Paul determined, Instead, it's the will of God. It's God's thoughts. It's God's word. Theopanustos. All scripture is breathed out by God. And here's how we see that it happened. Men spoke as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So they're using their words, but their words were actually God's word. And just notice in that scripture, we have something more fully confirmed than Jesus Christ being with us and walking on the dirt road with us. And that more fully confirmed thing is the word of God. I'll give you one more scripture. I know we're a little longer today, but hey, we missed last week. So I think we can go a little longer. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 13 says this, and we impart this in words. So here's Paul talking to the church. He's he's describing his message. He's describing um, the word of God to them. And he says, we impart this in words. Not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. So what's he saying? He said, hey, we're imparting this word to you. We're imparting the word of God to you, but it's not taught by human wisdom. It's taught by the spirit. It's the spirit that is behind the Bible. The Spirit is writing the Scriptures. So these men, yes, they're writing letters to people, they're addressing problems, but all the time the Spirit of God is carrying these men so that they're writing exactly what God wants them to say so that we would have something more fully confirmed. And what is that more fully confirmed thing? It is the Bible. So is the Bible really true? Well, how did God write it? Well, we see that he used humans, but he was carrying those humans along by the Holy Spirit so that everything they wrote down, it wasn't their will, it's God's will. It's not their wisdom, it's the Spirit's wisdom. So when you look at the Bible, yes, it's addressed from Paul to Timothy, or it's addressed with the name Matthew on it, but yes, it's Matthew's words, yes, it's Peter's words, but they're not from Peter's will. It's, it's not just Peter's words. It's God's words that Peter's writing. He's speaking on behalf of God because men spoke from God as they were carried along by the Holy Spirit. So Here's what I hope you've seen. Now there's a lot of things that we could. There's a lot more rabbit holes to dive in, and we've only got like less than twenty minutes to chat, Uh, so we can't get into all the nuance. But here's really what I hope that you've got out of this: is man, I can trust the Bible because it's not just Paul speaking or. Um, Luke speaking, but instead they're being carried along by the Holy Spirit so that every word they wrote, it's the will of God. It's God writing the Bible through them. And we see the sovereignty of God that God could use human authors, not through dictation. The Bible didn't drop out of the sky. No, it's language, it's personality, it's situations, but all of it is God's will for our benefit. So, is the Bible really true? Absolutely. Why? Because none of it was written from some dude's mind. It was written from the mind of God. It's God's will. And here's what we know about our Bible if you have a Bible in your hand, you have something more fully confirmed than Jesus walking beside you or sitting across the coffee table from you because you have insider information. You have the Holy Spirit in you and you have the book the Holy Spirit wrote to show you Jesus and everything you need to know for your life. So the Bible is sufficient for your life and your sanctification. Hey, I went along today, hope you enjoyed the Love Your Bible podcast. Next week, we're gonna talk about do we have the right books in our Bible? I hope you've enjoyed this and I hope that As you love your Bible, you worship God, love people, and live a life that matters.